playbook. It's a private practice playbook. Playbook. Hi, this is Jay Geyer, and welcome to the private practice playbook podcast. You know, we just did a two-part series talking about techniques, and I know I could probably do seven or eight of those, if not more, uh, about how people are, I, I, I like kind of thinking that they're tricking them a little bit into giving them their equity. And so if you miss that series, make sure you go back and listen to that. And today I thought what we would do is just wanted to kind of update you on, you know, the things that I'm working on right now in terms of what's, you know, what am I doing with coaching clients right now? Where are we putting our attention and um, how you can, you know, how that may affect you. So really, when, when you look at post-pandemic priorities. And, you know, that's really, you know, now remember, this podcast is for people who are wanting to have a successful practice, right? And just as a reminder, the reason that, and, and I'm a champion for the independently owned practice or small groups of practices that want to dominate in the actual process of taking care of their patients and to do it at a higher level and then to have a growing business. So I thought, you know, when, when, I, when we started this, um, when I was asked to do this podcast, I started out beginning to uh, give you an overview of the five major areas that we work on. And then I, um, the last two were regarding the value of equity. So if you're interested in really understanding the entire process of the equity, then get with my office. I'm doing a couple of, uh, I think I'm doing one, let me look at the calendar. Every quarter I'm doing an introductory event. So um, we have one in May that you, you you may or may not be able to make. And then again in August. So, and those are filling up pretty quickly, but they're two-day events. And, you know, if you want to really understand that process, um, come back to that. So, what I want to do today is I want to go back to those big five things and give you some updates. So, when what we're working on right now is the post-effects inside small businesses of the pandemic. And they revolve mostly around humans. And so remember, human capital, which is one of the big the five, is the intangible asset that you have that is the uh, skill level, the talent level of the humans who work in your business. It's, it's many times called the like the secret, you know, like sort of, uh, there was a movie called The Secret, you know, and, and there was a book called The Secret. And, you know, does everybody know what the secret is? The secret is you think about what you get. And so that's what I want to talk about today. And, and when, when, when it comes to running a great business, the secret is culture. <laughs> and, and it is that the business owner, and you read any, you can go back and read any kind of like uh, autobiographies or biographies about really successful business people, and you'll you if you dig deep enough, what you're going to find is they had there was something they did with their people that was special. They 
they attended to them, they treated them well. They treat a lot of times they'll say they treat them like family members. I mean, just hard, tough to do, you know, uh, consistently. So what we're working on, and by the way, I do big events, and every year uh, I pick a subject. And so if if I pick a subject, what you would know is that as I look at you know thousands of clients in my laboratory. And I, my job is to anticipate what problem is coming for those clients. You know, we, we believe in, you know, there's a great expression, and they say it's some Navy SEAL, right? People don't rise to the occasion. They sink to their level of preparation. So one of the things that's happened to a lot of people post-pandemic is they, they, they sunk to their level of preparation. And... And some people realize that, wow, you know, and everyone had a different response. So what we're prioritizing right now in like real time, and I think this will help you, is that we're talking about uh, culture. And we are going back and trying to help people process what occurred in the pandemic and how to move forward. And there are going to be a lot of psychological effects that people, you know, and what I don't want you to do is to have them, you know, kind of whack at your practice and then you didn't realize that that was happening. So a lot of people have lost good people. A lot of people have, and, and these are things that they maybe had control of or didn't have control of. So what I thought we would do today is, so when you think about this is, have you restored things back to the way or are you moving them back? And I certainly understand that different parts of the country have different ways, but here's what I'm saying to you. You need to be on the leading edge of getting back to normal. You don't need to be on the back edge. Now, again, I'm, you know, I consider myself very lucky. I go between, you know, I'm a Florida resident and I go between Florida and Georgia and Florida and Georgia have been two of the, two of the very, uh, most pro-business states that, you know, quite frankly, in the country. So I realized that um, that was very helpful. But just remember, you want to be on the leading edge. So if, you know, you got to be looking and saying, you know, when am I going to restore an all-team meeting? When am I going to restore, you know, you guys have to be thinking about that, getting things back to normal as soon as possible. But what I thought we would do is to go back and to revisit these things we call the big five and uh, thought I would share with you. So the big five, again, uh, is, uh, so I'll go through them, and they are the really the five areas that, and really they're, they're a formula. So, and so one of them is financial and financial. And if you would think about this, we have now updated, I recently updated this and financial is like a, is like a circle. And, and that is financial discipline that is financial analysis. And so what we find a lot of doctors will say, you know, I'm good at what I do, but I'm, I'm they don't all say, but I'm great with money and I want to be rich. <laughs> so like they, because they're so reluctant to say that, you know. And so what I have learned is that a lot of people uh, are not good with money because they choose not to make it a priority. And so as crazy as it is, 
If the secret is you get what you think about, so if I say I'm not good with money, then I'm not going to be good with money. If you say I can't get good team members, then you're not going to get good team members. So I want to remind you that the language, as we come out of this pandemic, you know, and the way we've taught this, and I'll share this with you over the years, is that you draw two circles, one small circle, one larger circle. And in the uh, economic meltdown of 2008, 2009, I called this the bubble. And the bubble, so cool, it was a diagram I made up. And um, I very quickly, I mean, and this was a depressing time, you know, everybody was struggling. And, and so inside this small circle, you just write down things I control. And then in the outer circle, you write things I don't control. So today, so this is a personal philosophy, and it is based upon many teachings of people over hundreds of years. So one of the greatest secrets ever taught is that the mind, if you think about something, you attract that thing to you. And it doesn't matter if you think about something bad, you'll attract something bad to you. So the crazy thing is, so if somebody says, you know, if it's weight loss and is all you do is think about you weigh too much, you attract more weight if, you know, so it's very tricky and very nuanced. And, and so we've all, I know you've all heard that at some level. And, and I remind you today that the pandemic didn't DQ this. Okay. So, you know, you shouldn't be, Every day, you need to stop, like, let me give you some advice. Stop telling your, I call it your C story, right? Uh, somebody, the other day, I, I have somebody come in and, and she's a stretcher. And I don't know if I've told you guys this story or not, sorry. I have a lot of different groups that I talk to. And so uh, my assistant had set this up. She comes to my house, she stretches me out. And, and I hadn't seen her in a while. And she's kind of a talker. And, and she, she started talking about, her COVID story. And I said, Stacy, Stacy, stop, stop, stop. She said, what? She said, what? And I said, I have to be honest with you. I would prefer not to hear this story. So could we talk about something else? And she said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She said, well, did I, did I offend you? I said, no. I said, I, I don't, I don't talk about sea stories. I don't listen to sea stories and I don't have any interest in them. I have an interest in new stories, things about what you're going to do or things that are going on, but I have learned that there is zero benefit in hearing another story about how somebody got the C word. And she goes, man, I never thought about that. She goes, that's really smart. I am, I am sorry, and I totally get it, and let's talk about something else. And she said, I just, I got engaged. And I was like, great, let's talk about that. And I realized, so what I, and I realized that I probably needed to bring this bubble back out and talk about it a little bit. And I want you to realize that you right now, whatever, whatever stories you're letting occur, whatever you're listening to, and listen, 
I, I understand sometimes you guys are going to have a patient come in and they're going to want to tell you your, their C story, but you got to learn how to redirect them. And, but I'm worried about you. Okay. As, as a person listening to this, I'm saying to you right now, are, are you, are you, if you got COVID, do you still tell people the story? I mean, think about that story. It's such a disgusting story, right? So she starts out and she's like, well, I had this client or just somebody just came over to my house and then I got it. And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, what is this doing except making me think that you have it and I'm going to get it? See, there was no other benefit. Like, I, I'm thinking like, and again, I know the secret. And the secret is that, you know, the mind is incredibly powerful. And what you think about is what you attract to you. And it's like, why do I want to hear another story? So I personally, I don't, with the exception of teaching like this, I don't tell those stories. I don't talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. And if you were to come into a room and to start to talk about it, I would leave the room. I mean, I don't care. And, and, and so I'm going to encourage you that, and for you and everyone in your office to stop telling your C story. Nobody cares. Uh, if the patient brings it up, do everything you can to redirect it seriously and figure out how to have other topics. And the reason is, is that, Nobody benefits from hearing that story and it's outside of their control. And inside this inner circle is things you control. So can you not tell the story? Yeah. I mean, listen, I was paying her to stretch me. So is it, I get it takes a little bit of chutzpah to say to somebody, hey, would you mind just not talking about that? But she was like so glad that I taught her the lesson, right? And then I saved every one of her clients. I was like, I'm pretty sure dudes who hire you to stretch them are not like, you know, she has some celebrity clients and stuff. And I'm thinking, good Lord. And she was describing one wears headphones. I was like, because you probably told the C story. You didn't want to hear it, right? So think of, so you want to, you want to take a heavy inventory of the language and what's being said and clean it up. And, you know, listen, and you want to clean up and edit your life in, 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 Go in that inner circle and concentrate on what you have control over and ignore. So let me give you another example. If I turn on the television set today and I watch the news for, say, 30 minutes, I mean, by the, I'm almost going crazy, right? Because I, I don't get it. And some of it just seems so bizarre and odd to me. And I, I just go, oh, so that falls in the outer circle things I don't have control over. So I choose not to put a lot of attention on it. So the question for you is, what do you need to stop focusing on? And what do you need to concentrate on? Like, I'll give you a great one right now. As a business owner, there is, uh, and I like to watch financial shows, right? Like, and even when I watch those, I go, oh, my gosh. And they interview these people and they talk about taxes. And they talk about taxing the rich, taxing the rich, taxing the rich. This just goes on forever and ever and ever. And like we're going to do this and then we're going to tax the rich and we're like we're going to build a bridge and tax the rich. And I'm thinking, have you ever seen the government work? And my whole mind goes, starts going crazy like, are you serious? And it almost becomes depressing. So I have to then go, what do I have control over? Well, I have control over what I think about. I have control over what I do with my time every day. I have control over whether I have active goals and I'm concentrating on my goals. And I am telling you right now as a small business owner or as a person, you need to clean this up. I mean, I can't imagine the people who are all over social media where every, excuse me, 
knucklehead in the world can render their opinion and then you start listening to the responses. I mean, it's unbelievable. And But what, it, what really what you want to do is you want to have a system. And the system is to essentially create a bubble around you, to create a bubble around your house, to create a bubble around your office, to create a bubble around, you know, whatever your world is. And what you begin to do is you begin to, inside that bubble, and again, control what goes on and concentrate on the things that are lovely, delightful, positive, things that you have control over. So if you go to have a conversation with a person who just spent an hour, but you know, if you get a, let's say, and you could pick the person, it could be a Democrat or Republican or whatever, and you put either of them in front of Fox News or in front of the other news, whatever, whatever, whether CBS or whatever, they both have a visceral response, you know, in a different way, then they're very negative. And like everyone is in this battle with each other that doesn't even, it doesn't, I don't really see where it even exists. And what I'm telling you is there's no economic benefit in that for you. You've got to develop a system today to, to basically say, listen, what I'm going to do for the next four years or five years or three years or whatever it is, whatever you think it is, is you're going to create this bubble. Like there is a, I live in a bubble. I control what's in it. I mean, I do not, like if a person wanders into my bubble and would start to say something like, they're out. I mean, I don't, I don't let it occur. And there's reasons for that. And, and I'm saying to you that most likely, if you're like a lot of people coming out of this pandemic, the pandemic rattled the way they operate. They're trying to piece it back together. It's not going as fast as they would like in some situations, right? And, and you've got to be super diligent. But most importantly, you've got to have a system. And your system – the system that has worked for many, many years for me and I'm applying and going back to with clients is saying, listen, you need to clean everything up. I mean you need to, to control what goes in your ears. You need to – like so I have all the materials I'm listening to in the car and they're pre-set up. And I listen to that material in my drive. I control that material. I have a uh, time limit for any news consumption on a daily basis. And I have to be very careful not to let that go over. Um, it's funny. I, I normally don't like to work out at night, but I've gone back to night workouts, which was like a thing I did in my 20s. You know, I used to work out at night. Um, because I, I was like, well, even if it's a second workout for the day, it's better than some of the, if I, if I, I might listen to things that are negative for me. So, uh, it's funny, even like last night, I did an hour long night workout. And then I have in my gym at home, I have these big boards and these markers. And I mean, I wrote down some of the most brilliant things. I gotta, I gotta go back tonight and pull them off the board and see if they were as great as I thought they were during my workout. But see, I was in my bubble, right? And, and inside that bubble, I'm looking for ideas that are meaningful. And so, listen, I need you to stop all debilitating things. I need you to take your team and I need you to go, guys, you know, it's kind of like what people did in the pandemic. They all went back to their family, hunkered down and mentally you've got to get control. So, so let me go through some specific things that I think are important. So, OK, inside. Right. And now these are kind of things that 
I remember I used to do these workshops and, and I would say to everybody, uh, okay, we're going to talk about your goals. And, and I'd say, does everybody have goals? And everyone would raise their hand. And I'd say, okay, great. All right, fantastic. Now, so let's, let me ask you the question slightly different. Let's say I said to you, we're going to get in the car, we're going to go to your house or take a plane or whatever, and you're going to show me where the goals are printed and published. And I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have printed and published, which means like put up on a wall or something? So how many of you have printed or written goals for this year. And you know what all of a sudden happens? Like one dude holds up their hand. So I go from a hundred to one. And then I'm thinking, okay, is this guy, you know, calling my bluff? And sometimes I would say, well, hey, well, tell me where they are. They go, they're written. I said, where? And next thing you know, they're kind of, they, they gave themselves the benefit of the doubt and sometimes they have them. And, and so that's what I'm talking about. So I had a question for you. Where are your 2021 goals? Where are they written down? Where are they posted? See, because what a lot of people did is they used the pandemic as a reason not to have goals. I'll be honest with you. I was in crisis mode trying to teach people what to do. 2020 started out so great. And then I spent the three quarters and it was just like a mess. It was like I was constantly trying to teach people, okay, how do you, how do you not run out of money? How do you handle a PPP loan? How do you do this? How do you create a safety team, right? And it was like all this stuff. And, 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 it, and I kind of lost sight of some of my goals. But I mean... You know, but the question is, did you, did you, so we're sitting here, we're well into the year. And my question is, do you have published goals for 2021? Okay. If you know, not then, what about 22? What about 10 year goals? Do you have 10 year goals? See, this is what we got to get back to. If you don't have written goals for your practice, for your income, for the culture of your office, whatever it might be, for paying off your student loans, the, the, see, nobody is worried about your goals. You got to be worried about them yourself. And so if the secret is, right, we know the secret, but yet you're going to violate the secret and think about things that you don't have control over. So mentally, right, You've got to get control over your thoughts. And so, and remember, thoughts, the mind is really kind of weird in the sense of when we even get a good idea sometimes, we can turn it into a bad one, you know? And, and, and so people struggle with this a lot. It's confidence. So it's like, you should do this. And then they find a reason not to do it. And it's funny. And then instead of realizing that they just abandon it, right? So goals are critical. So what do you need to have goals for? Let's go down the list. One, finances. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. You need goals for finances. How much debt you want to pay off, how much you want to save, how much you want to have. Like money disappears if the person doesn't have goals, period. And it doesn't matter what they are. You just got to have them. Two, 
you got to have health goals. I mean, if you don't have health goals, you are going to get older and unhealthy and it'd be completely your fault. I mean, and then maybe you got to have goals like, okay, when's the last time you competed in anything? When's the last time you played a sport? And if you're walking around going, well, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm too old. You're not too old. You just have chosen not to participate in, in sports anymore. This is all inside your control. When's the last time you went on a, a, a run? Okay. When's the last time you ran a mile? When's the last time you ran two miles? When's the last time you did a 5K? When's the last time you rode a bike? When's the last time you rode a bike 10 miles? Right. If you have a treadmill, when, so when you get on the treadmill, how far do you go? Try going double as much. When's the last time you lifted weights? Right. Did you, did you stop lifting weights? And you, you see, what about doing things you don't like? Hey, doctor. Wondering how to control your environment? The SI Bookstore is full of Jay Geyer's positive mental nutrition that you can listen to while you're on the go or working out. It's practice growth content designed to keep you in your bubble and focused on things you can control. Head over to SIBookstore.com today to check it out. Goals. Where are your goals? Get a sheet of paper out right? Write these categories and write down some goals and put them on the wall. And starting tomorrow, things will change for you. How about your business? What are the goals for your business? Are you taking whatever you get or are you forcing yourself to be better? You know, you can call my office, join up, you can sign up for our coaching program, 5X. If you're qualified for it and you could be on your way to taking your practice, it's, that's as simple as it is. You want to go, you want your price to go five times larger. You got to actually go sign up for the program that I've been doing it for 10 years. I mean, 10 years, I've been teaching people how to take their practice five times. A lot of people sold them for big numbers. So all you got to do is go sign up, but you're making it more complicated, right? You got all these reasons why you can't do something. Do you have business goals? Do you have goals about tapering the days of treatment down if you're a doctor? Do you have goals about getting an associate doctor? Do you have goals around hiring more hygienists? Do you have goals around expansion? You control whether you're going to have goals or not. No one else does. And if you go back to my, my last two podcasts talking about people coming in and stealing your equity, you know, the, one of the reasons why they're able to do it is because doctors end up not having any goals and they actually think like, this is as good as it's going to be. No, it's as good as it's going to be when you don't have any goals that you take seriously because goals cause you to be coached. When you get goals, like people without goals don't get coached. People without goals don't read books on how to do stuff. People without goals don't Google how to solve problems. I mean, you can get on Google and solve how the problems. It's like so easy in life, right? People without goals don't read the books that they're supposed to read. As a man thinketh, think and grow rich, the science of getting rich. Have you read these books? Have you read, have you gone through and have you studied the secrets of success? The only people that study the secrets of success are the people that have goals. If you, if you turn on the news, they're not going to say, Hey, listen, don't listen to me. Listen to why don't you should go back and figure out the principles that existed. See all the principles have been established. What, what, what you see floating around in the world is the current garbage that exists that has nothing to do with principles. It's a distraction. 
the the current stuff is out of your control and you should put it there and you should get back to principles. You want to learn the principles of running a successful business? I can teach you those principles. But you got to get in a room. You got to take the time. You got to take the energy. And you probably got to have a goal. You don't have a goal. See, right now, if you don't have a goal, there's no difference. You know, people talk about the ship. The, it's like the best version is like the sailboat without a rudder and a destination, just banging on the shore, right? That Because, again, if you've ever been in a, you know, you, you, know, you get in a boat with no destination, boats don't just sit still. I mean, I don't even think the car ride exists anymore. You know, like, I'm just going to take a car ride. You know, we always have a destination. You, know, you can just get on a random plane. So do you have written goals? It's yes or no. If it's no, you're susceptible to everything outside of your control screwing with your head. And here's the system. You just stop and you say, I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to have conversations about. I'm not going to listen to. I'm not going to focus on. I'm not going to spend an hour a day reading about things I don't have control over. So I'm not a politician. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not running for office. So politics, the only part I'm interested about is when the laws change that I need to make plans for. So what I need to study is I need to study how do I prepare for higher taxes. This has never this happened before. It's easy. I can be prepared. You know, it is what it is. But anytime I spend being upset that taxes are going to go up, I'm not spending the time creating a better strategy. So post-pandemic, what's the vision for your practice? Go back to business goals. Do you want a practice that will net you a million dollars? Like, have you lost sight of that goal? Is that a goal for you? See, because if it was a goal for you, then you would say, well, who could teach me how to make net a million dollars out of my practice? And most likely you would get referred to me <laughs> because I teach people how to do it. And so you would go, Jay, I'd like you to help me. I said, okay, fine. I'll help you. Let's get started. But see, it all goes back to your goals. If you had a goal, like you're not going to get that from the television set. You're not going to get that from talking to your peers who have crappy practices. You're not going to get that from talking to the people who don't want you to succeed. What are your business goals? Okay. So we got to have finance goals. We got to have health goals, right? We got to have business goals. Got to have family goals. Write it down. What does that, what does that mean? Family goals is like, right? It's like we had Easter. Everybody got together. I like that. That was fun. That was a family goal. Get everybody to want to come back and have fun. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That's a goal. That's not like, you know, and then, and to make it a positive experience. So what are your family goals? It's going to be a family trip. You're not going to go on a trip unless you make it a goal. Okay, if you're spiritual, right? If you say, well, I want to have a spiritual life or faith or whatever, then you got to have goals. Got to be in a small group, you know. Nobody goes in a small group who's not trying to develop their faith. You know, nobody goes to church who's not trying to develop their faith usually, right? So what does that look like for you? Do you have goals there? Okay. 
personal development, right? What does that look like? Personal development. So are you a person with personal? So, so like one is I read a book, you know, I look at, I don't, I don't necessarily these days, I don't, I'd probably not say I read it. (laughs) I actually almost all the books I reread about five a year that I've read hundreds of times. It seems like literally because they're the, they're the base books. And then I add in the new ones. And to be honest with you, a lot of the new ones I scan through and look for the new material and I, I leave out the fluff, the fluffification story and just try to get to the meat of it because I like principles, not all the bells and whistles. So where are the goals? Okay, let's take it to the next level. Do your kids have goals? Do your kids have written goals? Does your team have goals? Do the people that work for you have written goals that are posted somewhere in their walls or in a card or anywhere? Like, have you taken the time to make sure they have goals? As I record this, it's rock week inside a scheduling institute, which is the week where everybody sets new quarterly goals. And and they're, and I give them a list and it's like, okay, choose from one of these goals and then publish your goal. And we get together and we keep stats and we say, okay, I had five goals. I got four of them last quarter. Order, that's great. Do you, are you currently running a goal-oriented culture or is there no sight of it and you are that boat just smashing against the rocks like every time the wave comes in, just beating and beating and beating? That's a terrible feeling. And a lot of people in the pandemic got that feeling. And what I'm saying to you right now is I'm saying don't turn on the TV for the solution. Go back to what we know works and we know is true is that you got to stop. You got to recommit to where you're going to spend time. You got to get get back to working out. You got to get back to reading the correct things. You got to get back to having goals and you got to get back to doing things you have control over and making commitments. It is time to make commitments. I don't know. Everyone talks about the cancel culture. You know, what worries me is that people are like they're, they use everything as a reason to cancel everything. And I'm not seeing them put it back in place as fast as they can. So please take inventory, get on the leading edge, push it a little bit, okay? You mean, look, we know, I know a lot of clients who their governor said, we're gonna shut down. They said, I'm not shutting down and nothing happened to them. And I'm not saying you should go break laws, but I was pretty proud of them, right? And and they, they realized that some of it was just lip service and it helped them out and their business did better because of it. But I this is about going back building a bubble around yourself, eject everything that's negative to the degree that you can. You you know, anyone I've ever met who's struggling, they have a bubble and it's wide open and they let anybody in it. They listen to everything that they ask everyone things, which is stupid, by the way. The other thing is like the thought, I mean, if you think I would ever go out of my house, find a random person and ask them an important question, you've lost your mind. And I see people do it all the time. I mean, I would going to scrub you before I ask you a question. But you guys, I see a lot of doctors think that you should just ask any doctor a question and that their answer is the right answer. That is, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You kidding me? It's like, well, are you going to listen to family members or are you going to check their bank accounts first before you listen to their financial advice? Let's be honest. I mean, you don't take financial advice from people who have not been financially successful. You don't take financial influence from people who have not been financially successful. But it's so weird how some people's 
See, their bubble, there is no bubble. And remember, you could be saying something and I could be listening to you and I could be taking your words mentally and having them drift off and not go into my subconscious mind. I, have, I know how to do that technique. You have to learn the technique. There is not one of you that is not going to benefit from this conversation. And the truth about this is you can start today, right now. So what's on in the car, right? Get a sheet of paper out. And here's what I, I like. Think about, you know, we usually think about, and you're not going to do this, but it, the ideal is having 10-year goals to three-year goals to one-year goals. But even starting, pick your categories, write down the things you're going to do, post it, read it every day, start just changing your time. And you'll see an immediate change in the way you feel. And if once you recognize the bubble, like let's say you get home and you walk in and all of a sudden the person who, you know, at your house is just like negative. You will go, okay, listen, we got to sit down. We got to have a conversation. You know, I think we might turn, we might've turned negative. <laughs> so listen, let's, let's create a plan. You know what? Let's not do this anymore. They'll probably say, oh my gosh, that'll feel so good. And sometimes you got to take the whole family. So you can't, you can't have a personal bubble and then go home and, and people are negative. That doesn't work. You can't, have it in, not in the office and have it at home. It's got to be everywhere you go. And by the way, everyone who's listening to this, if you're a doctor, you control the environment. You control the environment. You're just not choosing to do it. So what do I want you to do? Starting immediately. If you want to read about things you have control, I believe it was in one of Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits. He outlines this. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the habit was, but it's, it's uh, so inner circle is things you control. Outer circle is things you can't control. So here's an easy one. Gas prices are going up. You don't control that, but you do control how much money you make. Which one are you going to spend your time on? <laughs> Obviously. Okay. So goals written goals. They immediately, so like I put one the other day, I decided I was like, you know what? Like I used to run marathons when I was younger and then I was going to do an Ironman and I, I don't know, I kind of just stopped thinking about it. And so I've decided a three-year goal is to do the half iron. I'll do the half Ironman. And I mean, literally like the day I wrote that down, everything started to change. The next thing I was like, I got to step up my training program. I got to track my miles. I got to actually join, go back and do some races. I got to order a new bike. I didn't have to, but I wanted to. I mean, and this is what I'm saying. These goals need, the minute you write them down, you post them up, right? And they engage your thinking. So go out and have some fun and I'll talk to you soon. Again, call our office. You want to come to an introductory event. We're glad to host you guys. We've got some things that are starting to happen. Got a big event about culture coming up later this year. So make sure that uh, feel free to call our office anytime. We'll help you with how you can get connected. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Bye. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you're interested in learning more about protecting your equity and increasing your practice value, Join Jay Geyer for his upcoming two-day live event for private practitioners who want to grow their business. Learn more and register online at jgeyerevents.com. We hope to see you there. If you have questions, call us at 770-518-7575.